And tonight we're going to pull Joseph out here again. And uh, we're going to emphasize the ministry of forgiving. The ministry of forgiving. I think that it is a prominent doctrine in the Bible. And truth that is pasted throughout Scripture. And it is that which it, it, that is uh, akin only to, to the Christian faith. You'll not find that in the Muslim world or the Hindu world. But uh, we have a gospel that hinges upon this truth of forgiveness. And I want us to see how that uh, in Joseph's life there is this illustration of this ministry of forgiveness. How that the Lord said, uh, if you'll forgive, my Father in heaven will forgive you. And he said on another occasion, Paul did, he said, you forgive one another, even as God has forgiven you for Jesus' sake. In other words, uh, this this. Forgiveness, if it ever gets started, it'll never stop. It'll just keep circling around. And it will minister not only to others, but forgiveness will minister to you. As a matter of fact, I think I could say it this way. Without thanksgiving and without forgiving, there's very little living that goes on. You can't do without them. But let's read this text, and then we're going to pick up on this matter of how this truth of thanksgiving ministers. Look in verse 15. And when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure hate us and will certainly requite us all the evil which we did unto him. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, Thy father did command before he died, saying, So shall you say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brethren and their sin. For they did unto thee evil, and now we pray thee, Forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of thy father. And, notice this, Joseph wept when they spake unto him. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we be thy servants. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for I am in the place of God. But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it for good. To bring to pass, as it is this day, to save much People alive. I'm thinking about this doctrine. I'm thinking about this marvelous and glorious truth that I have been privileged to experience firsthand. And if you are a child of God, you are privileged to have experienced it firsthand. Aren't you glad Jesus forgives? I'm glad for forgiveness. But I want us to look at how this forgiveness seems to envelop all facets of all people in all of our lives. 
And that how when it is intact, it ministers in such a great way. The first thought that I want to point out to you tonight in this matter of the ministry of thanksgiving. I want you to notice in Joseph's case how thanksgiving ministers within. It ministers within. In other words, if you, if you are as Joseph and you have this spirit of forgiveness, it will minister to you on the inside out. Joseph, because of this forgiveness, is liberated. Someone has said, when you forgive, you set the prisoner free. And then you find out that the prisoner was me. Forgiveness will do something on the inside of you that nothing else can do. It liberates him from taking on the very spirit of his brethren. It keeps him from acting like they act. I heard about the woman who got bitten by the rabid dog. As soon as she did, she requested a pen and paper and started writing. They said, what are you doing? She said, I'm writing down everybody's name that I want to bite. <laughs> well, that's the heart that has no forgiveness about it. I say to you that he is liberated. He is set free. He does not have the contamination that indwells all of those that have misused him and all of those that have abused him. It seems as though that Joseph is none the worse for the injustices done to him. He is not bitter, but he is better. And the only reason is because that he has expressed forgiveness, and it has done something to his spirit on the inside. This matter of forgiveness has as I said, set him free. It has liberated him. This matter of forgiveness has separated him. He is not like all the rest. This matter of forgiveness has elevated him. Someone has said to err is human, but to forgive is divine. And Joseph realizes that he's not operating off feeling he's operating off faith he's not looking at his brethren but he's looking to God and the very spirit that God ministers unto him is the spirit that he ministers unto his brethren and that is the spirit of forgiveness and he shares with them he says I know you've done injustices I know that you have done me wrong but by faith, I realize that I am not a victim. I have not been suppressed at your hand. But God Almighty had something in mind. He was raising me up to save you. And he indicates on all levels that he has a forgiving heart. He has a compassionate heart. It has ministered to him on the inside. Now I suggest to you in my travels across the country. That I've met many sorrowful hearted people. 
that are living in the past because of something that someone else did to them. And they're wallowing in that same old spirit of bitterness. Have you noticed that when a son despises his father for the way his father treated him, that somehow he'll become a replication of his father and treat his children the same way? Children that are raised in adverse situations, if they're locked up in that anguish and agony and bitterness, they too will produce the same thing that was produced by others in their lives. It seems as though that it keeps it flowing. All you got to do is look at this old world and you realize that it's nothing but a repetitious spirit of ungodliness and wickedness and, and uh, all of these maligned things that seem to be handed down from generation to generation. Why? Because they're kept in the hearts of people. They're harbored in the hearts of people. I noticed that David was treated ill. He was treated wrong by Saul. But yet he would not retaliate. He would not allow that to build up in his spirit. And he saw what Joseph saw. He said, God is in charge of this. And so it elevated Joseph above his brethren as it elevated David above Saul. Because I noticed that they are doing what God would do on this earth. And of course, Jesus illustrated that from the cross when he said, Father, forgive them, they know not what they do. But I don't know about you, but I don't want to try to endure life with a heart filled with antagonism, with a heart filled with revenge, with a heart filled with envy and jealousy and trying to get even. I don't want to be like the rest of the world. But I want a heart that is inhabited by a spirit. Unlike the spirit of this old world. A, a heart that is filled with forgiveness. But the truth of the matter is, Joseph will either forgive and live in this forgiveness, or he will end up like them. And his life will be filled with sin. Understand that. You got two choices. You're either going to live, as I say, in this realm of forgiveness, or you're going to live under the influence and domination of those that have done you wrong, and how they live is how you're going to end up living. Because you're going to try to retaliate. You're going to try to do back to them what they have done to you. But we don't have to live on that level. We can live on the level that Christ lived on. And we can forgive others because He has forgiven us. And He showed us from the cross as He preached that gospel, forgive them. And He wants you and I to have a heart of forgiveness. A heart of forgiveness. And what forgiveness will do is it will minister within you. It will set you free. It will liberate you. It will elevate you. It will separate you. Because you are able to forgive. You are able to, by faith, believe that God is doing something in spite of what everybody else is doing. I say to you that this matter of forgiveness 
It ministers. It ministers within. Aren't you glad you can lay down at night with peace in your heart and your soul and not have an enemy? You don't have an enemy. I got nobody I want to get even with. I got nobody I want to war with. Could you imagine Joseph living all of these years in Egypt with one thought? I am going to destroy them. But he did not do so. And the only reason why he didn't do so is because he had something on the inside that was ministering to him and that was heart of forgiveness. And as a matter of fact, I think that the thing that probably weighed on Joseph more than anything else was not what his brothers had done to him in the past. But how long will it take? And will it ever come to pass that I'll ever see him again so I can tell him I've got no hard feelings. I love you. And you are forgiven. <laughs> and isn't that the heart of Christ? That the very thing he wants to do is forgive every sinner. And it's to be the heart of the child of God. If you're going to enjoy what Christ has for you, you must have a heart that wants to forgive. And it is seen and it is evident in our text that when they, they said to him, Dad said, you ought to forgive us, and he wept. He said... You're already forgiven. That's in the past. That's over with. That's forgotten. Oh, isn't it, isn't it refreshing to live in that spirit and that attitude? And that's what forgiveness will do for you. It'll run all the darkness out. It'll run all of the evil out. It'll run all of the envy out. And it'll let you live in the light and the glory of the marvelous forgiveness of God. <laughs> Joseph wallered in this matter of forgiveness and it gave him a healthy heart. It gave him a healthy heart. It ministers within. Ministers within. <laughs> You got anybody you'd like to get even with? Ministers within. How is your spirit tonight? Ministers with, I say to you, there it is, the ministry of forgiveness. It'll do for your heart what nothing else will or can do. And how is it that he could conduct his life and his spirit could be in such a, on such a level through all that he went through. It was simply that he had something in his heart that was bigger than all that he ever went through and that was the spirit of forgiveness supersedes it all. It ministered within him. The second thing that I want to suggest to you is this ministry. We're, we're digging down in this. I want you to see it. I, the Lord has spoken it to my heart. It not only ministers that freshness within. But the second thing it does is it allows you to do quite the contrary as to what everybody else would think you would do and you ought to do. Well, I'll tell you one thing. 
If I was Joseph and I ever got a hold of them boys, you talking about thumping some heads, I'd probably cut a few off is what I would do. But what forgiveness will do, not only will it minister within, but it allows you in turn to minister to them. <laughs> to reach out to those who have done injustices and wrong and to minister to them. If there be such a thing as forgiveness, and there is, then there must be transgressions to be forgiven. Forgiveness, underscore this in your heart, is the greatest need of mankind since the fall of Adam. And the ministry of forgiveness is the only recourse we have for those who need forgiven. It's the only answer. This world is filled with meanness. This world is filled with madness. This world is filled with wickedness. I say to you, in reality, we face it every single day. We live in a real world, a world that needs to be forgiven. <laughs> I mean, everyone that's ever been born into this world needs to be forgiven. Everywhere you go, there's folks that need to be forgiven. And there are things, I'm telling you, just about everything is involved in this matter of forgiveness in all times and in all ages. But when we come to Joseph, it seems as though Joseph's life, in his lifetime, in Joseph's life, it seems as though that the whole world has transgressed against him. Everybody that he runs into has done him wrong. He's facing it on every corner. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, this old world has treated him bad. But what's the answer to it? If your neighbor's going to treat you bad, your boss is going to treat you bad, wild women's going to treat you bad, your brothers are going to, going to treat you bad, how everybody you come in contact, the foreigners are going to treat you bad. If everybody's going to treat me bad, what am I going to do? God has given you one answer that will work for everybody, everywhere, every time, if they'll receive it, and that is called forgiveness. Forgiveness works when nothing else will work in a world that is filled with people that need. Why does God offer forgiveness? Because forgiveness is needed. And why does God say to you as his children that we need to forgive? Because forgiveness is needed. They need it. We need it. You need it. Everybody needs it. On every level. And I would amplify here what Joseph, you know. We've all been mistreated. I mean, you can't live in a real world and not face some, uh, some disingenuous people. But I'm glad there's a simple answer for everything that everybody ever does to you. And it is the answer of forgiveness. 
It allows you to minister to people that are not expecting that kind of ministry. As Joseph's brethren, they fear what you're going to do to them and they fear what you can do to them. But their fear is in vain because all he's thinking about is forgiveness for these who have harmed him. I went down through the uh, verses that dealt with Joseph's life to, to, to see what all happened to him in a harmful way. I notice in chapter number 35, it talks about his brothers. And the Bible said they hated him. So they were hateful. They were hateful. And that word hate there doesn't mean the idea of children that just can't get along. It means to hate with harm in mind. And it's, it's borne out in how they treated him. Hateful. And then in Genesis chapter number 37, the Bible said, And his brethren envied him. That word envied there means to be revengeful. To get back at. Uh, they wanted to even the score because daddy seemed to elevate him above them and they couldn't stand the fact that he had a coat and they didn't have a coat. Genesis 37, also they're not only hateful and revengeful toward him, they are deceitful because the Bible said they conspired against him to slay him. The word conspire means to deceive. They were deceitful. They were going to deceive the father about them. They, they were going to deceive him. They deceived everybody. And then in Genesis chapter number 37, the Bible said they stripped his coat from him. They put him in a pit in verse 24, and the Bible said there was no water in that pit. Genesis chapter number 42, they're talking among themselves about what they did to him, and they spoke of the anguish of his soul. And then Psalm 105, I say to you, in what they have done to him, they have been hateful, they have been revengeful, they have been deceitful, they have been, they have been unmerciful. They have been sinful. Because Reuben said on one occasion, Speak I not to you, do not sin against the child. And then they have been hurtful. Because the Bible said they hurt his, uh, his feet with fetters in Psalm 105. They did everything that you could think about that would harm this boy. He suffered on all levels every kind of offense that he could suffer. So I want to suggest to you, I do not believe that Jesus has excluded any kind of injustice from being forgiven. But I believe that every person who's ever sinned against God can be forgiven. But in turn, I would say to you that I believe that every person that has sinned against you and me ought to be forgiven. I read where an old preacher by the name of Sam Jones, he said, I used to have a hard time forgiving folks until I settled it in my heart that I wasn't going to have a falling out with anybody that hadn't treated me worse than what I'd treated Jesus. And he said, I've been able to forgive about everybody. Well, I want to suggest to you that this, this allows us, this matter of forgiveness not only ministers within, but it allows us to minister to those who need forgiveness. 
This world is filled with wicked people, mean people, and sinful people that we would be amazed at what families will do to one another and strangers will do to one another and, uh, and, and people on the job will do to one another. You can just, we're living in a real, real world. You can just expound, expect anything from anyone. That's what this world is. It's made up of fallen creatures. But thank God they need one thing that we have. That God has given us the divine ability to say you're forgiven. They need the one thing that the gospel offers. They need the one thing that Christ offers. But I'm going to tell you, they need the one thing that he's given us the ability to offer. This world, no matter who you're looking at, they're not your enemy. They're folks who need forgiveness. This world needs forgiveness. It needs forgiveness. And forgiveness is the only thing that can remedy this world's needs. This world is crying out. Turn your television on and you can see it. For justice, they don't realize what they need is forgiveness. And Lord, what a difference it'd make in America if somehow we could come under the umbrella of the forgiveness of Christ and forgive one another. What a difference this world would make if we would come under the umbrella of the forgiveness. What a difference it made in my life and in the lives of those around me when I ceased to hate them because they hated me and fell in love with them because I had love in my heart stronger than the hate that they had and I could forgive. Forgiveness covers everything. It covers everyone for all times. Think about Peter when he came to Jesus seven times. How many? Seventy times seven. And that wasn't 490. What he's telling was that's an endless thing right there. In this world that needs to be forgiven, there has to be a heart that can supersede everything that needs to be forgiven and has the possibility of forgiving over 490 times. <laughs> but now before you get uh, a little high and mighty and say, well, well uh, I think I've forgiven them close to that. I'm about done. I wonder how many times God's had to forgive you. I wonder 490 times and cover that. Thank God his forgiveness is greater than any need of forgiveness. It, it trumps it all. It's the one thing that will work. It is the only thing that will work. And it will work when and where nothing else could work all the power of genuine forgiveness in the heart. You say, well, how powerful is forgiveness? The last thing that Paul heard out of that deacon by the name of Stephen, who had been gnawed upon and cursed and stoned, his last breath. As Paul was standing there holding his very coat and he was being stoned, the last thing Paul heard was, Father, forgive them. And somehow, I think that superseded everything. He couldn't 
from that. He never seen that before. It never happened to him. Father, forgive them. The last thing really that Joseph expresses to his brethren in the text is the spirit of forgiveness. He is willing to forgive. If you don't believe it, you can go down through the remainder of the the scripture on over in chapter 45. Read the story there. And one of the first things he gave them when he brought them in and set them down, the Bible explicitly said he gave them water. Now why did the scripture enumerate that? Why did it say he gave him water? Because they wouldn't give him water. And when he set water down there, he was saying, hey, I forgive you for not giving me water. One of the other things is, is they gave him a coat. I mean, he gave them all coats. He put coats on all of their back. That's where the trouble started anyway. They started hating him because they didn't get a coat. And he got one. Well, he said, boys, that's all over with because now y'all got coats. And he gave them what they, they took from him. One of the last things they did is they ripped, the Bible said, they took his, they stripped him of his garment. But he gives them back a garment. It seems as though that he does to them quite the opposite of what they've done to him. Why? Because he wants them to know that they are forgiven. He is ministering unto them through this forgiveness. I didn't imagine tonight we'd shout our way through this. As I meditated on it, I realized that it's a difficult thing. But it is the truth. It gives him the ability to to go down into the depths of the worst of things and say, I forgive you. But isn't that what Christ has done for me and you? That there is no limitations on what he can do. And it's the only thing, the only thing that's going to help this old world is somehow if God's people can express the heart of Christ to those who are wicked, And let them know that they can be forgiven. I say this matter of forgiveness, it ministers within. Then it gives us the powerful possibility to minister to them. Wow. When you look at it on that level, it seems to be sort of, uh, it's sort of exciting in that, we realize that there is no injustice, no force, no evil in this world that can supersede what God has given us the ability to do, and that is to look folks in the eye and realize that we do love and we do forgive. That's God's way. That's God's people. The ability, I say to you, to forgive them the work and ministry that forgiveness does within. But then I want you to notice how that this matter of uh, forgiveness ministers to him, to Joseph. I said to you that it's just, it makes a circuit. You can't forgive, and you don't forgive for this reason. You don't give for this reason. But you can't forgive but what it won't come right back to you in some fashion or form. If your heart knows nothing about forgiveness, 
then you're going to cultivate that everywhere you go. And so you're going to have those spirits all around you. So that when you need forgiven, you're not going to be because you didn't forgive anybody anyway. And the Lord said, if you forgive, just know I'm going to forgive you. It just works in that fashion. And here Joseph has, has given his whole being for one purpose that he knew that God had called him to do. And that was to forgive everybody that had done him wrong. Wow. Boy, isn't that a challenge? Let me give it to you this way. You know what? If you're saved and you're a child of God, you know why God, Jesus saved you and forgave you? It's to place you in the world so you could experience the wonderful experience of forgiving everybody that's ever done you an injustice. Are you getting that? Everybody that's ever done you an injustice. And when you do that, when you do that, even though this spirit of forgiveness comes from the Father, He works it in the heart, and then it extends out beyond us, it will make a turn and head right like a boomerang. Anytime you throw forgiveness out, look out. She's a coming right back at you. And she'll bring benefits and blessings in your home, in your life, in your relationships, in your neighborhood, and on every level. It'll bring the blessings of God. It'll minister to you as it ministered to Him in the end. What goes around does what? It comes around. And Joseph is a man that, that experiences this forgiveness. Experiences this forgiveness. I was thinking about uh, when the king brought him up out of the prison. And, uh, of course, he puts that ring on his hand. Uh, he puts that coat on his back. And uh, Psalm 105, let me, uh, let me turn and read that. Psalm 105, verse 17, He sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant, whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in iron. Until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. And the king sent and loosed him, even the ruler of the people. Do you notice that in verse 20? And the king sent, and the king sent and loosed him. Now wait a minute. This old boy has been tried in public opinion and found to be guilty. And nobody has proven him innocent. And they got the word of this woman over his word. And after all, it was Potiphar that had him put in prison. And so we know that that itself was an injustice, but nobody else does. As far as anybody else knows... He was guilty of everything she accused him of. This has not been brought before the king as far as we know. This case has not been tried by him. He has not asked for Potiphar or his wife to come and testify about this conviction of this man because he really doesn't care what anybody else has said. He has the power to set him free. 
And when he does what he has done, that word forgiveness means to, means to set free, to let loose, to send away. And what he does when he looses him, he says, I don't know what the records say. I don't care what the records say. And I don't care what uh, Potiphar says nor his wife's opinion nor the opinion of society. I just want to tell you that as far as I'm concerned, it's just as if he never committed whatever they said that he committed. In other words, here comes unexpected to him. Unexpected to him. He's living under the cloud of injustice, of accusation. But he ain't even worried about that because he knows God knows. But little does he know that God's going to work in a king's heart so he can't sleep. And he's going to bring him out of there. And what do they call it? Clemency. Clemency. That means there is no record. You are not guilty and you are set free. And here he has been brought to this, this level of he himself. He himself is experiencing a measure of being set free or forgiven by a king who doesn't even know if he's guilty or not. And now he is able to experience what he gives out in this matter of forgiveness. Thank God someone has said, a man who refuses to forgive destroys the bridge over which he himself must travel. I'm glad that Joseph didn't destroy no bridges because he himself, and I'm not saying to you he was perfect. I'm sure he had faults. But in this case, God designed in a human sense that a king would set him free as if he was innocent. Forgiveness has come right back into his life and into his direction. And as a result of it, all the rest of Joseph's days is lived in this realm of knowing and enjoying forgiveness. Look at his brethren. Look into their faces. Check their spirit. They're boys that have been forgiven. Look into his heart. Look into his face. Check his spirit. He is a man that has expressed forgiveness. And then from the rest of his days, he lives in the liberty and freedom of being set free himself. It seems as though that forgiveness has encircled the whole being of this man and affected everybody else that comes in contact with this man because now they are forgiven he's forgiven and they have forgiven each other and hallelujah what a difference that'll make even in a palace I think that probably one of the things that hinders and stunts the growth of a Christian and hinders even a church moving on for the Lord is those individuals that have not dealt with that measure of unforgiveness for somebody. Because it will keep you from being able to go beyond that. There is, there is a taint of bitterness that is in there. 
And it has to be dealt with if you're going to be able to be lifted up out of that. But I wonder what it would do to the average Baptist church. And I know this seems impossible. But I wonder what it would do to the average Baptist church if everybody came to church thanking. You understand? Thanking. And came to church forgiving. I'm going to tell you, you better watch out. They'd be jerking the pews up off the floor running all over the place, shouting and praising God. Why? Because they are able to express and they are able to fulfill and know this measure of this wonderful gift of God that the world needs and that they are able to give that is called forgiveness. Forgiveness. I uh, read a little thing about Corey Ten Boone. In those concentration camps in World War II, you remember, if you saw the movie or read the book. And uh, she, years later, was teaching a, 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 a class of ladies. And there happened to, be, happened to be a gentleman come in and sit in the back. And she was teaching on this subject of forgiveness because she said that was major in her life after she got out of those concentration camps. She just saw the faces of those SS soldiers all the time and she literally hated them but she realized that it was a barrier that there was no way she was going to be able to help this old world with a with a heart full of bitterness and she was teaching these ladies how that God had delivered her as he delivered Joseph and she was she was able to live all of those years in that realm of knowing that she was not bound by the same spirit that they had, but that she had totally forgiven them. She was like a bird. She could fly. Nothing was holding her down. She said after the uh, service that the gentleman that had wandered into that service came up to her, stuck his hand out and immediately she recognized him. Thought she knew. And he said, ma'am, I am one of those soldiers in the same camp you were in that mistreated you and all of those people in there and said, I've come this way to ask you, can you really forgive me? And she said, for a moment, it was as if she felt as though she felt all of those spirits that were in that concentration camp and it stirred up something within her. And she blurted out and she said, Yes! Yes! If Christ can forgive, I can forgive. And put her hand out and hugged his neck and they cried because forgiveness had taken care of the worst of the worst on both behalves. In this whole world, without forgiveness, it's a miserable place. Because these folks that need your forgiveness, but hey, these folks that need to forgive you at times, if you'll be honest. But I'm here to tell you, if you'll forgive, the Father will make sure that you're forgiven. 
He'll wake some old fellow up at night and say, hey, 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 hey. God wants you to get it. It is a boomerang truth that will never cease. As I say, Joseph, his brethren, really the whole kingdom was able to enjoy that spirit of forgiveness. Wow. I'm here to tell you, nothing works if forgiveness is not working. But good news, they need forgiven. You've been forgiven, so you can forgive them. And in forgiving them, over again. And you'll lay that head on the pillow at night, just as free, as I say, as a bird. It'll come back to you. The cause of forgiveness. 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 Who is he? Who is she? What have they done? I can tell you, none of us has been treated as bad as this old boy was. And certainly none of us have been done as Christ was. But I'm glad there is the ministry of forgiveness. Let's stand by our heads.